We have my friend Tyree, otherwise known as Lex Lutheran, from Twitter fame, and we talk about race and the church. We are really tackling this issue head on. This is Matthew Garnett. Welcome to In Layman's Terms. You're not harming in the sense that you're turning on water hose on people, but you're sitting here helping people dismiss these real issues that are happening. Not helping. You remaining silent is harm. So a bit of fair warning here. Some of you might already know we've been doing live streams with uh, several individuals. And what I've been doing is I'm taking the live stream audio and then we're truncating it down to an abridged version that'll that'll fit into a podcast or two. And then we're broadcasting it kind of out to you guys that are more of the podcast audience. You really may not uh, go to YouTube or have time to watch a YouTube video or any of that sort of thing or really be interested in, in those long form interviews. So we kind of break down what's what we talk about. And so when uh, you're kind of experimenting with a new medium, uh, things can go wrong sometimes. And one thing that pretty much all of us, I've talked about this with several other podcasters, when you get on Skype, there's like the Skype demon that we can't quite figure out. We think it has to do with headphones, but we're not quite sure. We're not exactly sure what goes on, but there, there sometimes there's this echo that gets produced, and you'll notice at a certain point in the in the uh, podcast that uh, that Lex starts to echo a bit. So just muscle through that, because what Lex has to say about this issue is is really important, and we have a very very good conversation about that. But before we get to all that, let me say hello to everybody listening in Nebraska on KNNA The Cross. Also, please do not forget to go to uh, laymanstermsradio.org and donate fifty dollars to the Kenyan Well Project. You can also sign up for a monthly donation, much as you'd like. We're asking for $10 a month if you'd like to do that. Some of you have taken advantage of that. We've had several donations lately. It's pretty good. But we, what we need right now actually is one big donation. I always talk about how this is done, you know, kind of in an 80-20. Everything, every great thing gets done. You know, 20% of the people give 80% of what's needed for it. And so I'm wondering if there's somebody out there who's just uh, needs a tax write-off, perhaps, uh, that could give a big donation because we do have a way. If if you were will, wanting to give a significant donation to the Well Project, we have uh, a, a, there's a church actually who is partnering with Kibos Hope Academy. They're raising money for the Well Project, and we can work a way where you can make that that uh, that donation uh, tax deductible. So we can work that way. So if you're sitting on a pile of cash that uh, that you'd like to donate either for tax deduction or just out of the generosity of your heart, uh, please let me know. Shoot me an email at discussion at laymanstermsradio.org um, and, and let me know about that. And and we can work it that way. If, if you're going to give a donation of that size, don't give it through the GoFundMe. That won't be the best way to do it uh, because uh, uh, we'll just have to work out the details on that. Again, shoot me a, shoot me an email. Catch, catch up with me on Facebook. And, and we'll work out the details. But GoFundMe is not the way to go with a big donation like that. So I really hope there's somebody out there that is that really believes in this project, sees the p- big problem with school children having as part of their curriculum, carry, part of their curriculum uh, carrying buckets of water from rivers and streams so they can have water for the school day. That's not a good uh, piece of curriculum that we want these children exposed to. And if you're on board with that and you really want to give a significant amount of money, Please, again, contact me as soon as possible, and we'll make that happen. Okay, so we are talking with 
Lex Lutheran. That's his handle on Twitter. His first name is Tyree, and uh, I hope to really develop a, a relationship with this guy. He's a good guy. He's got a lot, a lot of good thoughts on this. Uh, you know, coming at it from a from a direction. Obviously, you know, I'm not coming from. That's that's one thing I think that we really have to consider when when it, when it comes to race relations is that each individual has has a certain perspective has a certain life experience. The problem that I have a lot of times is when uh, you put forth that idea of lived experience, which, listen, I'm, I'm a Lutheran, so we're looking for the objective truth. That's really what we're after. You know, the whole Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about your feelings thing. But if you, if you always stick with that, and you don't con- consider somebody's individual lived experience, I think you're making a mistake. Now, when we attribute that to groups, like if we say, oh, this is the truth for, for all black people everywhere, I think that's a, that's a major mistake. If we if we put forth this, this grand narrative for each people group, then we're going to run into problems because individuals are individuals. And so it's important. That's why the, that's why this difficult, this subject is so difficult is because we try to deal with it in such broad and sweeping ways, like we can wave a magic wand and just fix it. Like we can fix, you know, uh, all, all the, the, uh, the fallout from slavery and Jim Crow and all of the, the racist uh, uh, institutional things that are going on. We can, we can wave our hand and we can, we can fix the, the Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson's racist great society. We can wave our hand and fix the, the racist uh, education system, you know, by just giving vouchers to people and it'll fix the whole thing. There are some things I think we can do uh, like work for reforming welfare, like work toward reforming the education system where, uh, poor black families have more choice in where they can where they can send their children to school. I think there are things that we can do about that. However, this isn't going to be solved in big, broad, sweeping ways. How it's going to be solved is if we talk to each other as individuals, and that's very, very critical. And that's if you guys saw my piece, my latest piece in the in the Federalist on this issue, this is exactly the mistake the Southern Baptist Convention is making on both sides. And that's a critique critique I bring, is that they're doing this across social media, they're doing it in conferences, they're doing it in these grand sweeping statements on social justice. Um, you know, and I don't even take issue whether I agree, disagree with, with one side or the other. They both have a point. The problem with it is, is they're not talking to each other. And some of them are just flat out unwilling to talk to each other. And I cannot get my mind around that. Um, first of all, on one side of it, is there effort being made to reach out to people and say, hey, let's talk about this. I disagree with what you said. I think it's dangerous for our for our church body going forward. Can we please have a discussion about this? A good faith discussion. Um, I, I just don't get the disconnect. It's almost like we it, it's a situation where we have lined up for battle and that's just how it's going to be. We can't have a good faith discussion on this topic and how to proceed. It's almost as if one side is saying, look, this is what we need to do. And if you don't agree, you're a racist. And the other side is saying, well, I don't think that's a good idea because it draws on certain socio-political philosophies that have been dangerous in the past, a la Marxism or socialism and what have you. And you know, I, we t- I talk about that. I talk about those dangers and I think they are there. But the point being is that we don't talk to each other about these things. We're not coming together to Look at what the best solutions are for this. We're, we have arrayed ourselves in battle in this, and it's going to be no way forward. It's going to be a, a, a way for open war, basically, which who knows where that eventually will go. It may just be a war of words. It may be a war of subversion and covert operations and tactics and these sorts of things, but it's not going to end up well for, for everyone involved. And, you know, so one side sits over on, on 
you know, their side of the river and says, well, you know, they're trying to advance this in order to take us out. Uh, they, that's what they, that's what they want to do. And there are some on the other side of the river. That's their aim. Let's, let's make no mistakes about it. I think there are both, there are, there are factions in both camps that really what they want to do is just take the other side out and not, you know, and have them go away and have them not be a problem. Uh, so they can go on with what they were doing before without really trying to genuinely address this issue. And so that's really what Tyree and I, that's the, that's the meat of what he and I get into. We talk about these mistakes that are being made. And that's, that's the thing that I'm, I'm hopeful about with these long form podcasts we've been doing lately, where we're interviewing people, we're, we're talking to individuals where we see different perspectives and how different issues affect different individuals and, and what the approach is to, to try to move forward on this together. Uh, because I don't think the Civil War was bad. It was good in the sense that it ended slavery, but 600,000 men died fighting that war. And is that the kind of measures that needs to be taken to solve this issue? I certainly hope not. I certainly think not. It doesn't make any sense to me. It seems childish. It seems adolescent. Um, and it doesn't seem like something that Holy Scripture would prescribe to us to solve issues between one another. We We approach our brother in love and we we talk these things through and it and it's going to take time it's going to take effort it's going to take some compromise on both sides of the issue to say hey there are some problems with the system here that we can fix and here are the practical ways we can do it and let's work towards that let's lobby towards that and then there's there's some situations where uh the black community is going to have to take responsibility and they are strong enough they have the agency to do this. That's one thing I don't like about you know us white guys coming in and saying, "Oh, we've got the solutions to this whole problem. Just listen to us and do what we say, and we'll we'll fix the whole thing for you." That's not. That's saying that black people are too weak to solve their own problems, and they're not. They're perfectly capable. They've got great work ethics. They're strong. They're intelligent. I mean, I work with these guys every day. They're the best truck drivers out here. And that's really the tragedy of the whole thing. I mean, just talk about, talking about it in, in the trucking realm. Uh, there are guys sitting in prison right now that I would love to have in my future trucking company. But they're in prison. And they should be out here trucking with me because they'd make great truckers. Because they have, they're cut out for that sort of thing. And there's who knows who, who all else could have contributed to our culture, our society, and our world. But they got caught up in this drama. So... We need these people. Uh, we need everybody. We need all hands on deck in this world. We, we don't need to unnecessarily exclude people from the human endeavor. And that's what I fear is happening. It's not that, you know, us white people are going to come help black people. We can't help. We've got, we've got no resources. We're, we're not strong enough to do that. I mean, if anything, what, what we've proven is, is that we're weak and that we take shortcut solutions to very complicated problems. That's, that's been our track record in a lot of these things. Um, and, and we tend to protect our own turf. I mean, that's just human nature. We're, we're very tribal, us human beings. We, we like to protect our own territory. And when we, when we feel threatened, then, then we take measures, sometimes drastic and sinful measures, to make sure that we can protect our ground. And we need to stop that nonsense. Um, and we need to stop acting like we've got the got the solutions to it and and start admitting the fact that there are people caught up again in this drama that has that started since the beginning of this country 
that um, had we not done that, our, our, our country would be so much of a better place because we'd have all hands on deck contributing. We need each other. We need each other is the point. And when people are missing from contributing to our culture, our society, our country, and our world, we're all the worse for it. Well, all the worse for it. Anyway, there's my sermon on it. <laughs> and uh, Tyree and I talked this out again. Muscle through the audio. I know it's going to be annoying. Just muscle through it. Listen to what Tyree has to say. It's very important. All right, here we go. factor into this I mean what 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 in your opinion what kind of track record do we Lutherans have on this issue um I think that we uh we Lutherans like to stay in our cave to ourselves. okay so it's kind of hard to my critique more so of them is the silence even though we have people like uh is it Bo Garrett's I forgot his name but who actually marched with Dr. King Yep. We have um, we have a, a, a statement on racism that's written brilliantly. Yep. Um, so we've attempted to it, but to be honest with you, um, I wrote a piece called Dear Lutheranism. Not sure if you read it or not. Um, it's on Tory Gazette. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that due to us being so antisocial, not willing to come out and sit at the table that we rightfully deserve in um, Christendom, We've avoided, we moved ourselves out of it, where even if we had a great perspective or even a wrong perspective, no one hears our perspective. Because we're so worried about a claim of unionism and things of that nature, we won't go to an event and proclaim our view. I won't won't say our truth, I hate that phrase, but we won't go, um, we won't go state our thing. We won't, we're so worried about, oh, if you don't become a celebrity pastor, uh, matter of fact, one of the first articles I wrote for this old blog was, is, I wish we had a celebrity pastor in Lutheranism. Now, I'm not saying like Creflo Donald or nothing like that, right. but one to, to where when they spoke, Christendom listens. Oh, yeah. what what did he say? When MacArthur speaks, people listen. Yeah. No, when, the late R.C. Sproul, when the late R.C. Sproul spoke, people listened. Yeah. When the Lutheran speaks, people are like, who is that? Right. Why does he have a rope around his waist? What's going on? <laughs> right. you know? So in that context, I do wish that we would come to the table and talk more. So it's kind of hard to have a critique pro or nay because we have wrote things. Uh, there are figures in our history like the first Rosa. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't know about that, I'm not talking about Rosa Parks. Um, yeah, feel no. free to Google the first Rosa. No, I know what uh, you're talking about. Yep. One, one of the first black colleges – was in Alabama by Lutherans. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there's things like that that no one knows about because we're too busy in our cave just drawing on walls right. instead of engaging the world and talking about it. Right. Then we there's a lot of Lutherans that I think are totally off and I'm not a fan of. But you still got to come to the table and get involved in the conversation. Right. Right, right. Exactly. Well, and... That's that's the thing is so 
what Lutherans are very, very good at is um, being faithful to what a church is supposed to be doing in, in the sense of a, of a local church. You know, pretty much walk into any Lutheran church, they're going to be faithful to word and sacrament. And, and But then as far as trying to get word and sacrament outside of those four walls, it's a challenge. It's a challenge yep. because being faithful to word and sacrament is a uh, is a full time job. So that's that's the connect. So so for me, it, it would be very difficult for me to, to to schedule a meeting with one of my pastors and say, "Hey, look, you know, we're in inner city Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we should be doing more to reach out to our community here, especially minorities, and trying to see what we can do." Um, you know, to, to help the poor in our community, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it, it would be hard for me to do that in the sense that they are spending all of their energy just trying to, to sustain a faithful church. So here's my solution to that. And I've always believed this. I mean, I was, I was a former evangelical pastor. And most of the time when people came to me with ideas, I would say, what's that? You were a Baptist? I was, uh, more or less. I, I was uh, oh, ordained man. with the Christian the, Missionary Alliance, which is... The, 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 this interview's over, bro. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... Uh, no, I was, or, I was ordained with the Christian Missionary Alliance, which might as well be Baptist. Um, but... <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, but the thing about it was, people would come to me and say, hey, we should be doing blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's a great idea. You know, that we really should be doing that. Um, when when can I see some plans from you in place where where you're going to lead this and start heading this up and, and doing it? That would be my challenge to people in the LCMS. Is okay. Hey, we're not we're not involved in this racial reconciliation thing to the point that you think it should be. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to? So so for instance, you know, in my church, you know, if I was going to bring that up to my pastors. I would have to have a game plan in place to say, hey, this is what I want to do about it. Here's, here's how I want to lead something that's going to uh, reach out to more of the minorities in our community. It's going to bring more of them in. It is, is going to um, you know, give, them, give them a leg up. It's good. And not only just to help, quote, help them. I mean, my thing, my biggest beef with all of this is that the way a lot of people like me approach this is we think, oh, we're going to help those people. You know, and, and the problem with that is, is that, no, what we need is those people's help. We need, we need help. You know, there, there are people, there are people probably a stone's throw away from here that if they joined my church, my church, my church would be infinitely better. Um, we need, you know, there, there's so many resources out there that we just, you know, we're, we're just closed off to. And we think, oh, you know, so, yeah, anyway, there, there's my sermon on that. I mean, lay people need to be doing more about this, not just these talking heads that are at the conferences and Ligon, you know, as much as I respect Ligon Duncan and everybody else, that's not what's going to solve the problem. It's going to be guys like me and you, you know, saying, hey, we're going to do something about this. No, I, I hear you're saying, and, and I give Baptists a hard time, but that's what they're a lot better at than we are, to be honest, you know. And yeah. that's why it's great that they can definitely do talk about it because they have to hit, ignite a spark in somebody. Yeah, sure. That the Holy Spirit convict them, convict them, and lead them to wanting to do something like that. 
because, like you said, I mean, I, I can't expect my pastor to always be the person leading at the helm, you know. But, but the before a layperson does it, he does need the, the sign off from the pastor to have support. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it does come back to, like you said, where are my plans out for this? Are right. people caring enough to get involved to do something like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I do agree. As far as the lay people can't have a big impact in this, right. and uh, neighbor to neighbor vocation can't be undermined. Yeah, right. Well, and that's 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 my whole problem with attacking this from a systemic level to say that. Okay, again, I, I mean, I it just breaks my heart what's going on with incarceration rates. I mean, I hate that. I'm like. What what can we do? How can we fix this? You know, can we just can't we just legalize all drugs and stop you know stop this war on drugs nonsense and then that'll solve the problem? And then I just have to dial it back and say, you know what? The answer I don't believe is ultimately going to come from making some big sweeping systemic change. It's not going to happen that way. What's going to happen is is when people decide, you know what? Um, I don't. I'm sick of seeing black men separated from their families by going to jail for excuse my language, bullshit charges. I'm sick of that. I'm going to do something about that myself. I'm going to do something about yeah. that myself. And, and or, just, or, or you can do like the anti-social justice and people say and just give them the gospel. For, yeah, for crying out loud. I mean, that's something that, again... I mean, I'm being but, sarcastic because no, no, a lot but, of times it's, not, it's the person already is a Christian. Right, like, well... Yeah, but... Like, right, but, but, but the thing of it is is that I think that the flip side of where I used to be involved as an evangelical pastor where we thought, okay, we have to we have to preach the gospel to these people and if we don't preach the gospel to them in a certain kind of way that in order for them to to make a decision for Christ and be saved and be baptized, then then they're going to go to hell. Um that's that's wrong, it's unbiblical, everything else. What, you know, what Holy Scripture teaches us is that God is the one who saves. Right, but I think sometimes we take that to such an extreme that we don't think that preaching the gospel on an individual level to our neighbors and friends has any merit anymore. I mean, I agree with what you're saying, though. But I think we're, I think in general, the people who say that and what we're talking about now ignores one thing, and that's their use of the law. Like sometimes you have to talk about the law. You can't always just be Christ died for you, bro. Yeah, Christ died for you, bro. And you know what? To live a life pleasing to God and loving your neighbor, you can't be a bigot. Yeah. We're going to throw some law at you and yeah. tell you how God plans for us to live. That's like, right. You, can't, you, you have to be able to separate law from gospel. And a lot of times it seems like people who are just saying, oh, sin is sin. Give them the gospel. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's not be gospel reductionists here. Yep. There's more to this conversation than that. And the sad part is, is they know that already because when they talk about people who are addicted to drugs, they don't just say give them the gospel. They talk about rehab. They talk about um, steps. They talk about things to help them right. correct that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I never hear just I never hear just give the gospel to the, the judge who's giving out unfair sentencing. Right. I never hear that. I never hear that. You know what I'm saying? So. I was being sarcastic, but that that answer totally it bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it totally bothers. To me, it's 100 percent dismissal. It's like, <coughs> oh, this guy just raped somebody. Give him the gospel. 
<laughs> nah, yeah. man. I, no. I, I, I'm about to talk to him about his consequences. He about to face these consequences yep. and then talk to him about repentance. Yep. But he's right. going to hear about how he's supposed to act. Right. And how we're expected to act and live. Right. 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 No, I, I 100% agree with that. And I think that is, man, I, that is, I'm so glad you brought that up, Tyree, because that's, that's such an, I think a weakness of Luther, of, of the Lutheran articulation of the faith that because we have such an emphasis on justification, we forget about, um, instruction in the law. And I, I think, I, but not just us though, not just us. I mean, yeah. because that, it's just sin applies to a lot of stuff. People who are signing a social justice statement and other things also that yeah. just say, "Oh, you know." So I agree with what you're saying. Though. I agree. Yeah. Well, and, and and that's the thing is, I don't want us Lutherans to to, to fall into that trap to say that, um, you know, you know exactly exactly what you're saying that um, that not not only is it a and, and here's the thing is, I mean, I go to Obviously, I mean, I go to a very conservative Lutheran church where the law is is preached, um, and and it's preached in a very balanced way. Um, that is to say that we can't we can fall off one side of the horse to say that we really emphasize the do nots, the do nots right. of the law, and we forget to emphasize the do's. In a, in other words, you know, what are you going? To, you know. Um, the fifth commandment says, you know, don't hurt or harm a neighbor in his body, but help him in every physical need. So a lot of times people will emphasize don't hurt or harm a neighbor in his body. We can emphasize that all day. Oh, I've never done that. I mean, that's what the Pharisees did in response to Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. But Jesus said, right. Jesus taught us that we should help our neighbor in every physical need. And that's what I, I love about Redeemer is that what gets preached from the pulpit is that not just the do nots, but that what are you doing to help a neighbor um, in need? And if you're not right. doing that, then you should come to private confession and absolution and confess that, you know. Um, and so I guess, I guess what my point is in all this is that I, I, I question whether or not this can be solved on, a, on in, in a broad, sweeping, systemic way um, and, and rather – where it's going to be solved is is on the ground with individuals. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's both. I don't know. I mean, I would say both. But I'm a raging as, as social justice warrior, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure if you do. I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I uh, ty, well, I would disagree with you. I mean, in, a, in this in the sense of when you say social justice warrior, what you're talking, what that communicates to me. Is that what you want to do? Is you want to completely break down the American system? The American the American project is a failure. We need to completely do away with that, and we need to replace it with something else. That's not your position, is it? No, no. I hear what you're saying. Right. But the same way, <laughs> the, the same way, uh, the Catholics called us Lutheran, and we didn't like the name. Yeah. We said call us evangelical Catholic. Yeah. But they still called us Lutheran. Right. And eventually, we just said, you know what? Okay, fine. Yeah, we're Lutheran. Well, that's but, the point I'm at because okay. I, I, I can I can draw that distinction that you're doing right now. Yeah, a million and five times when I sign on Twitter or when I talk to someone in real life, face to face. Yeah, 
I'm going to get labeled social justice warrior. Well, no, I can fight it. You know what I'm saying? I can fight it, but eventually I have to realize that. You know what? I've been called worse. Yeah. Well, and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. At first, I didn't like the term social justice warrior. Yeah. But I got to the point where it's like me arguing that isn't going to get me past that to the points I want to talk about. So yeah, I, well, that, and, that, and I, I think see that and move forward. Right, right, right. Well, and that's the thing is, I, you know, I would just call red herring on that and say, um, yeah, sorry, that's not what I'm talking about. You want you want to label me whatever you want to label me and straw man me. Go ahead. But this right. is what this but, is what my issue is. Yeah, I think I think com- that's conversation stops when I do that though. That's, that's, that's the hard part. Mm. Conversation stops when I do that. If I don't just move past it and embrace it and just say, you know, whatever, conversation stops. Hmm. Then it becomes they're, they're going to approve I'm a social justice warrior. They're going to try the hardest to bring it. Now I got to deflect it and argue that. Next thing I know, forty minutes done gone by. Right. You know well, that's that's it's what I'm wondering is so 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 let's compare the two. So, for instance, I mean, I could be labeled a social justice warrior in a lot of ways because uh, kind of the way I approach things, um, and and I have been like, oh, are you a social justice warrior? And I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? You mean that I yeah. think it's a major issue that. Again, I keep bringing this up, but this is something that's heavy on my heart. I mean, if you're going to call me a social justice warrior for saying that black men are incarcerated at an improportionate rate to white men, and that's a problem that we need to solve, I'm a social justice warrior. Sign me up, okay? If See, that's how, you, that. <laughs> yeah, if that if that's how you're going to label me. So my question is, so so maybe you can help me with some strategy here, because my question is. Um, do you find it easier just to say, okay, go ahead and label, label me a social justice warrior and now let's continue our conversation? Or do you find it easier to to go the other way and say, no, I don't buy into this, that, and the other thing that would commonly be associated with social – I mean, what's what's been your experience? Just concede that point and move on? Yep. Okay, okay. Honestly, and this is going to sound messed up, and I hope people who, on Twitter who end up watching this don't take it the wrong way. If they do, whatever. Yeah. Um, a lot of them don't care anyway. Yeah. Because after after they say that and I, I defend that, two seconds later I'm gonna get postmodern. Yeah. Two seconds right. later I'm gonna get I'll end up fighting all these things and never getting past it. So it's really label me what you want to label me. I mean, like for instance, I personally don't like being called African American. I prefer black. Okay. But I'm not gonna argue about it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If someone says that's African American, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Shake my hand, nice to meet you. <laughs> right. If not, not it's not that big of an issue to where I'm a fight. Now, yeah. if someone said he's a beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Okay. Now we, now we gotta talk. We might have to go outside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. So it's kind of an aspect of pick, pick the battle. Is my main focus what you're gonna call me, or my main focus to bring a light to the issue that we're gonna get to after that? Yeah. So you find it? So again, this is, this is, just for my. So you find it? Easier just to say whatever, call me whatever you want, but let's talk about the issue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hundred okay. percent. No, that makes sense. Um, right. With now, you all right? So let let me get this straight on the record because you will you will understand that that there are segments of the social justice warrior movement who do want to destroy the United States, Western liberal. You, you understand that's going on, right? Yeah, I know about okay. Alexander Cortez and. All yeah. people. I know about okay. them. Yeah, yeah. And you've been blocked by Kyle J. Howard, which I find fascinating. He blocked you for what? We have a long track record. <laughs> okay. 
Hey, well, and so, well, here, okay, so let me throw this at you. So I'm, I am intimately, are, do you know who James Cone is? Yes, I do. Okay. I am intimately familiar with James Cone and his tactics. Mm-hmm. James Cone's number one tactic was deception. Okay. One thing I'll say before we dig in James yeah. Cone is... Okay, go ahead. Please judge him by the context of his society that he grew up in and lived in the same way you would Jonathan Edwards or George Whitfield in their common and their era. Right. Because no, I we'll, get that. We'll say, no, I do. A lot of people don't excuse and they'll sit here and rail and rail on James Cone. Right. And then I'm like, okay, so now... um. Let's talk about Morton Smith or Dabney or Whitfield. Let's yeah. talk about them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're they're a they're a man of their they're time. Product. Yeah, they're a product of their oh. time. When James okay. Cone isn't somehow right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, he's not. James Cone was alive when people were literally getting hung from trees. Yeah, house no, that's, burned down. Right. No, that's that's that is that is absolutely fair. That is absolutely fair. Um, and I and. Had I been in James Cone's shoes, I would have said the exact same thing he said. Okay. Right. You know, Tyree, you're my brother. You're getting ready to get strung up by your neck. What am I going to do about that? If, if it comes down to I can lie to somebody, deceive somebody, even maybe physically hurt somebody to keep you from getting strung up by your neck, I'm going to do it. And that's the context James Cone was in. I totally agree with that. However... The thing, I, the thing I would critique about that is that people have taken James Cone out of his context and applied it to what's going on in today's time. So it, it has given people, unfortunately, people have taken what James Cone has written and put it into today into today's context, and they have said it is completely legitimate for us to pretend like. We're all for the American way. We're all for liberal capitalism. We're all for the American project. All while, actually, what we're looking to do is destroy it. They have taken his words about deception to say that, hey, you know, deception and sometimes violence is necessary in this struggle. And they have taken it out of his context and applied. So it kind of goes both ways. While guys like James White, I'm, uh, you know, Dr. White, I have a lot of respect for Dr. White for his apologetics. Mr. White. Yeah. yeah, he is he is out of his lane on this. He should have never touched this. Uh, you know, same thing with John MacArthur. They just, I, I don't know. I I I am uh, I am so frustrated with how those men have handled this situation. Okay, yes, the MLK thing fifty, the MLK fifty thing happened. The Together for the Gospel thing happened, and I was like, "Oh, hey, hey, what? Wait a minute! I went to Claremont School of Theology, and what David Platt is talking about is communism." I mean, it, I mean. Well, well, here's the yeah, thing though about yeah. MLK 50 thing, yeah. and like, um, did, did you watch a good portion of the lectures? I watched every one of them. Yeah, okay. I watched every one of them. The thing that I find funny though, honestly, is a lot of people who watch them or say they watch them, they never talk about the issues that the black pastors brought up. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people who are commenting on their actual station in life that they have to live with every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. I guess go back to my main point. A white voice matters more in general because Eric Mason says some he says some points that people can agree or disagree on some strong points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Charlie Dates had a great sermon. I'm sure people agree and disagree on, you know, mm-hmm. but people don't even care to argue his points that he brought up and they just go to Chandler 
or they go to a plaps and TG4. It's like, right. It's just well, those to, to, to sit back and I'm just saying agree or disagree. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? No, I got you. I, I got mean, you. I, I I agree with a lot of it, but what I'm saying is, is it's just curious to me that majority of the MLK 50 was black speakers. Yeah. But I only heard about Chandler. Right. That's all well. He cared about. Yeah, that was well. Yeah, no, no. Well, and yeah, I, I hear you. And and that was so that the thing. If you read my Federalist article, and I'm getting ready to hopefully come out with another one with with more opinion on this. And my my critique mainly is leveled at the the statement on social justice, John MacArthur, James White, all those guys. It's it, that's where the critique it lies because I think well, those I'll guys. That what's that? I'll read that. <laughs> well, no, that's where it's going to be because, because, because we we are missing the boat. We're, you know, we're missing the boat. Don't sit there and tell me that you have a critique of this thing when you don't have a solution. When when you don't articulate clearly that you care about these issues, okay? Because I would all they're going to say, though, bro. Yeah. I got not to cut you off. All they're going to say is give them the gospel or sin is sin. That's all they're going to say. Well, okay, I know, I know what they're, I know what they're going, right? I know what they're going to say, but what I'm hoping is, is that the people on the ground will see that, okay, um, yeah, this is, you know, okay, so there's both sides of this thing, and the way through this is to say, what am I as a Christian going to do about this? You know, right. how how am I as a Christian going to obey the fifth commandment? That's that's really what this this boils down to. You know, right? So, hey, I lost your video real quick, there, man. Are you back? Oh, no, no, I, I'm coming back. I'm just texting somebody real fast. Okay, no problem. So right. that's that's you know that's really my question to to people, and that and that is not the challenge that James White, John MacArthur, and everybody else is putting out on this. Is okay. We don't agree with the approach here, but we still think there's a fifth commandment. Is okay. So yeah, we as Lutheran fifth commandment, sixth commandment to the rest of the Calvinists and Protestants out there, right? So thou shalt not murder. This is a fifth commandment issue. And so what are we going to do about this fifth commandment issue? Not just not harm our neighbors, but what are we going to do to help them in every physical need? And, you know, and for us to sit around and, and criticize, you know, like you say, people who bring up this subject, that doesn't cut it. And that's my main critique of the, of the statement on social justice. All that is is a critique of people who are bringing up these issues. It doesn't cut say, it. Yeah, I would say them ignoring it is harm. Yeah, to be honest with you, like honestly, like I, I, not to bring up uh, MacArthur again, but his stance in the fifties and sixties, when he just decided to preach the gospel and not stand with his brothers, not yeah. use his platform to bring issues. Right. How isn't that? I mean, to be honest with you, like the people that need to hear it, the gospel or whatever it is, they're gonna listen to you more than MLK. They're going to listen yeah. to you more than Charles Evers. You're not helping at all. You're almost harming in, in that sense, you know. I mean, even um, one of the one of the initial signers and writers, uh, Mr. Josh Boyce, he made a comment that on a podcast saying that uh, the civil rights movement, the 50s, 60s, their end game was no end game. That these people pretty much were in it for power and status. Mm. Bro, you said that in 2017. You've seen what what what's the progress that's been made and what these people go through and this is a signer of this thing it's like you guys are totally you're not harming in the sense that you're turning on the water hose on people 
but you're sitting here helping people dismiss these real issues that are happening. Yeah. You know, not saying it's a, I know it's not a solution, but as far as the point of saying that, um, not not helping, and, and some depending on your vocation and your status, you remaining silent is harm. It is harm. That's that's. Like a, I, I've never like, thought. I've never thought about that, Tiger. I really. I've never, never like thought about that. Like um, in, in World War Two, when when the Holocaust was happening. To be honest, we didn't get involved for a long time, America. Hmm. I can't sit here and say that that's not. We're a world power, and we're turning our back to this. What does that say? That says that we really don't care. Yeah. Really don't care. And then when we do get involved, it's because someone attacked us. That's not noble. That's defense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's like some guy where I'm at right now beating his girlfriend up and me sitting here just watching. And then he misses a punch and hits me. And then I beat the snot out of the dude. Yeah. People are going to say, oh, man, thanks for getting involved. No, not really. You know? And how is me sitting here just watching her get beat up knowing I could break it up? I have that station. I have this. Everybody can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In regards to the platform we're talking about, in regards right. to World War II. Right. But us being a world power, we do have that power where we can step in and say, hold on. We claim judo Christianity values for our nation, and we do claim that, you know what I'm saying, that stuff. Yeah. How is us watching genocide happen and ignoring it, not us ignoring our vocation? So that's just my perspective. Like I said, I'm not a pastor, so, you know. No. Well, no. But, I, I, well, that's... That's challenging because I think I think you're putting a fine point on really what my position is. And and again, maybe I didn't push back enough on on John last week. And, you know, and, and again, I have guests on and I try to be polite. But but to say that, OK, I, I get your critique of the approach that the SBC is taking. But the move is not to come out with a statement and have these Twitter wars and Facebook wars and podcast wars about what the writer, you know, about, oh, you know, they're, they're endorsing a, a, a neo-Marxist postmodern agenda. That's not the move. The move right. is to come out and say, okay, yes, we, we, we agree with you. There's a problem here. But Step the, one, right. Yeah, but the way, exactly. But the way you're approaching it is if you if you run it run it to its deductio, and that's the problem I have with the MLK fifty, the um, Together for the Gospel, the way they approach this. If you run their approach to its reductio, you will end up in uh, a neo Marxist, you know, uh, postmodern type of scenario. You will. The solution to that is not to just critique that. But to say, hey, here's our biblical solutions to the problems you're raising. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I think that goes back to, in a slight sense, to what I mentioned before about how nobody even cared to acknowledge the perspectives or solutions or at, or ideas from the black ministers yeah. at MLK 50. It's yeah. like, well, I, I'm just going to talk about what I disagree with what this white man said. Eh, Charlie Dates. Yeah. Michael Evans, ah, I'm so focused <laughs> on this. Yeah. No, seriously, it's like, it's not even a, a care. I mean, some people, I, I won't go this far, and some people are going to hear me say it and think I'm going this far. Some people will say that's a um, a fruit of white supremacy. 
that you don't even care what the black people are saying. A lot, a lot of people, people turn to that thing just to hear Chandler's message. Right. Right. They didn't care anything about this is a Martin Luther King fifty thing. There's a lot of other pre- presenters that are black who are talking about progress or what can be done or what should be done. Right. You really only came here to hear and I like Chandler, so I'm gonna ask Chandler. You know? Yeah. I don't like Chandler. Only came, I think uh, Chandler's off base. Uh, yeah, I think Chandler. I think. Sorry, I think Chan. I think Matt Chandler is lost in the sauce. I think he's confused, I, and I think he's dazed and confused. That's the only way I could. But sorry, I mean not not to not to come oh, against you. I just I'm really frustrated oh, with Chandler right now. I expected more of him. I really did. That's anyway, fine. Yeah. I at least give him credit for coming to the table. Though. Sure. No. Absolutely. No. Like, that's yeah, absolutely like, right. Like and that so, has to be that has to be looked at. Like he did come to the table. You know. Right. Well, and, and so, and, sorry. Let, let me interrupt you right there, real quick. Real quick. What drives me nuts about this is that that John MacArthur, Al Mohler, Matt Chandler, Ligon Duncan. Anytime those four men wanted to get together around a table, they could literally get in their own private jets or take a plane ride, whatever they want to do. And those four men could sit around a table and dis- and discuss this issue and decide what the best way to, to proceed is. But it seems to me they have chosen to put this in in the realm of the social media battle. So this was, this has become, I mean, especially James White, in my estimation, and all this is is disgusting because he's turned this into a Twitter battle. Okay, I mean, he, yeah. I, I, it's marketing. Yeah, Doctor White, why are you turning this into a Twitter battle when you could literally have a discussion with anybody in this, you know, anybody on the public sphere on this? Why, Dr. MacArthur, did you put out a statement on social justice when you could get with Al Mohler, Matt Chandler, Ligon Duncan, any of those guys, and talk about this? Why is this turned into a social media battle? To me, that is disgusting and despicable. So two things, two things I'll say is, and I hate to do this, but I have to give Dr. White, well, Mr. White credit. He did offer to meet uh, your friend, uh, Kyle James Howard, face-to-face. Right, I saw that whole situation, yeah. Now, I'm going to be hypocrite. I agree with Kyle for not doing it, but yeah. I do give him credit for offering it. Okay, yeah. so I have him credit for that then. But even um, on a different note, how you just mentioned how those three people can get together, right? Anytime they want. And I, and I, right. by the way, I've requested that Matt Chandler get with me for interviews on multiple occasions. Are you talking about No. <laughs> I know, I know, I know that by experience. <laughs> but, so. no, but what I'm saying is, is, my point is, you know how you just said those three can get together anytime. In that same breath, I've seen black leaders ask for that and be ignored by James White. Yeah. People on that side. Yeah. So it's like the people who are trying to get together meet. Um, a perfect example, and this is more in my in my, in my zone of not giving Doctor White credit or Mister White credit. <laughs> um, you don't want to get you ago. I'm not a fan of this. Um, about no, I'm not ago, a year or two ago. About a year or two ago. He, he put this video up of this kid doing a 10-second sin, and he railed about this guy on his Facebook about uh, 70% chance he doesn't know his father. Um, he don't grow up, probably have abortions. And this, this railed on this kid, right? Mm. This is a kid, all right? No one his platform, no one his outreach. He just put a video up of a minor and then railed on him as a leader, okay? People reached out to him to meet and talk about it. 
people from, from as far as celebrity-wise, Lecrae, to people from the um, Reform African American Network, uh, now it's called The Witness, reach out to them and say, yo, let's talk, let's meet, let's talk, we have to pack, let's talk, your platform's so big, you're doing this, hurts things, let's talk. No, no talking. Nope. Um, when Eric Mason asked Tom Buck and Dr. White to meet for a conference, no. Yeah. No one, now, uh, being a Monday morning quarterback, looking back on it, they probably were meeting with Matt Alderman for that social justice statement around that same time. Yeah. Wouldn't that be beneficial for them to get on their plane or this and that and go there and talk to these guys and see what people who, and um, I don't want to make it seem like there weren't black people who helped write this, per se, but they aren't black people who have the opposite point of view or who, who are challenging want to talk to them. As I said before, Error is at the council. Like, you really feel there's this much error to say that this is the biggest concern of the church, social justice advocacy, yeah. and they're asking to speak to you. Why wouldn't you go if unity is the point or your point really is to address it? Right. Right. You well, that, I mean, I, that, that's what – so that's what I'm very frustrated with with, with James White about this. Uh, I'm frustrated with, with John MacArthur about it. Because if I were in either one of those men's shoes, I would be like, okay, the first thing I want to do is meet with Tabidi. It's me. You know, um, let's 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 get together and and talk about this. Uh, because here's here's and here's what I would say to them. I would say, look, I am just as concerned about these things that are going on in our country as you are. And yeah. how can how can we solve them? So, hey, I lost video, man. Are you? Ah, st- uh, uh, oh, you're, you're, you're back. You're back. You're back. All right. That that would be. That, that, I mean, I, I mean, what 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 kind of privilege would that be? To to be able to sit down and say, you know, hey, Tabidi, you know, um, I think it's I, more for respect. Do you yeah. respect their? Do you respect their station in their community? Yeah. Do you respect their voice? Do you respect them as an intellectual that? The black, black community has put them at. Right. Do you respect them to that point? And I'm, I'm not going to say it's a no, but it, 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 it's it's not going to be judged. But right. I'll, I also wrote a piece uh, on Tories that be a chance to check it out, which called Why Exclude Us. Yeah. And delved into that by saying, Why weren't we offered to talk to people? Our yeah. leaders said, Yo, let's meet. Totally ignore when you come up with your own statement. Is, is our, our voice, voice not welcomed? Right. right. Is, is, is this going to be an echo chamber where you decide what's good for us? You, yeah. you get together and you tell us what the issues are and how we handle it? Yeah. Is, that, is that what it is? I mean, yeah. that's why I say I'm more Malcolm than Martin. Sorry to bring that point up, but no, no, I get that's, what, that, that's where that comes from. Like, I'm not going to sit around and wait for you to have right. the dignity to respect our view. No. No. I mean, Eric Mason wrote a book called The Woke Church. Now, woke's a controversial word or whatever. I read but, that book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't really care that you wrote and used that title, even though it's controversial. Yeah. Yo, I mean, they don't respect you already. Yeah. He could have named anything, and they, they would have never read it for the point of hearing him out, it seems like. You know, so that could be wrong, yeah. but that's the way it feels like we're excluded from everything. So, but yeah. I agree that out here, man. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, man, we could, I could, I think I could talk to you for a long time. I hope this is the beginning of something. I really do. Uh, well, no, man, it's kind of a lot better than I thought, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
Well, no, offense, offense, but, you know, no, no, that's cool. I'm I, I tend to be more adversarial in print than I do in person. <laughs> yeah. I really do. Um, but 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 that's the you know again that's that's the thing that that I want to get out there that I'm just trying to press so hard at you know with with my writing with my podcasting is that yes there's we need we need to sew this thing up there's there's a problem and how can we fix this um, yeah and to me the only thing I to bring is step one I think step one comes to the point where you have to respect other person. Yeah. You have to be able to listen. Still, when I say listen, I'm not talking about the aspect of how people assume it's like, oh, you know, I can't have an opinion. Oh, right. I, I, I don't have a say. It's just I listen to you. I'm not saying that. I'm saying respect the other side where you at least give them an opportunity to talk and engage and work through and dialogue. Not argue. You can dialogue. You can say, you know what? Like you said, I, I agree that the incarceration rate or the rate that this is the stats are showing that two people convicted of the same crime in the same county, black people are getting a more stiffer prison time. I agree that's a problem. Yep. Let's move from there and let's keep talking. Because our solutions might differ, but maybe we can point each other's flaws out and come to a better one. But before that happens, people have to respect someone enough to invite them to the table. So before you do a social justice statement, you call to me and say, hey, why don't we, why don't, why don't we Skype? Yeah. Why don't we meet and talk? Why don't we do this? Right. So, I think step step one is a big deal. I, I might not have step two, three, four, five, but I know for a fact step one is not happening. Yeah. No. That's no. That's absolutely spot on. And that's you know when when I when I write my Federalist piece on this, I mean my my main two critiques is that one, the Social again, I've, I've articulated this over again. The, social, the the statement on social justice is is not giving adequate attention to the problems. And secondly, how, how are people how are people going to sign a statement where a group that doesn't even sign onto the creeds? But never mind. I'm not going to start. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fair enough. Fair when enough. You go to the statement of faith page, you don't see in there, but I'm supposed to sign this creed? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Not at all. That's a great Well, and that's the thing is, I'm. So, this whole um, state, you know, this statement, I mean, while I, in, in a sense, agree with some of the stuff that's said. Or you know, you, I mean, there's, I mean, if you want to press me, there's not much that I disagree with in the statement on social justice, but it's like, okay, but but you guys got together and did this in a, in a way that that is not forwarding the discussion, and it's almost right. like you don't care to forward the discussion. What you want to do is set up a battle, that's and my that's point. That's, right. that's that's my point. right, and so right, and so. And again, and again, and then on the other side of things, you know, um, when you know when I read the the color of compromise, I, I just sent you that link uh, yeah. to to that book. There were there were several times, you know. So I listened to this on audio, and I'm sitting in my truck, and I'm driving my truck down the road, and I'm listening to this, and I'm like, dude, what do you want us to do? Do you want to line up on either side of this issue? Get our muskets out and start shooting each other. Is that what this needs to come to to solve this issue? Because I, I that's like it revolves 
revolvers, revolvers, yeah. you know, I mean, AR, you know, whatever. I mean, do do we want to literally have another civil war over this? And it, no, and it just won't. and it just seems like that both sides are like bent on having this civil war. We, you no, know, I that's I yeah. Like, I, know, I know, like, like I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't mention many people on my side that I disagree with or that I agree with by yeah. early. And um, that's, that's purposeful, I'll say, because um, I actually learned this from Tizzy on his podcast that yeah. a lot of our black leaders, they get torn down a lot in general. Yeah. Like, I've seen people from Grace Team Ministry say that the majority of the black church is heterodox or heretical, things of that nature. So, it's, it's so, so easy for me to pick on one of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I agree with you that uh, this is probably my only time I talk about one of them is uh, Tisby's book can't come across that way. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, okay, I see you're saying it's a fight for these reasons. That's why we're here fighting. Right. So is it that we like the fight or are we trying to do a solution? Because like, like you say, I mean, so I get what you're saying, you know. Yeah. I don't want to really come. Uh, 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 they get railed on a lot. A lot of all these people in general. Up from my side, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to be, he gets railed on a lot. So sure. I'm not. I'm not gonna be. This is just how messed up people are. Like, man, I'm not gonna be that black guy. To I got you. Go with them when there's already 50 million voices going after them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for instance, Kyle Howard Lockney. I'm not gonna sit here and rail on about things about him. I could. You know what I'm saying? But. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to say the, the critiques are invalid or valid, but I will say that some of them have, some of them are valid and points that people make. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're right. The conversation has to move forward. All right. So there you have it. Hopefully that was helpful to you. It was very helpful to me. That's one reason I do this whole podcast. I've said this many times. Uh, I don't do this podcast so much for you people out there as I do for myself. I, I am grateful when it is helpful to people and hopefully these sorts of things these conversations are helpful we talked to many different individuals about these very very important issues okay thank you k and a the cross for listening today also don't forget to contribute to our well project and hit me up with an email if you've got a big donation you want to give we'll see you next week